Welcome to another episode of Relatable Chapters. And today I'm joined with uh, my work colleague, Cullen Whitehead. Howdy team. Welcome. How's work today? Um, yeah, pretty good. Cruisy. Friday Not too evening. much exciting happening. Bit of darts after work, a couple of beers. A few beers last good. night, eh, for our 40th? Yeah. How did you pull up this morning? <laughs> nah, it was alright. I didn't have too many. I think Ben, ben was I had rusty. to drive home, actually. I thought Sinead did. Oh, no, she did, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I had, had a few too many. <laughs> Thirsty Thursday. Um, so like every other podcast so far, three descriptive descriptive words of Cullum. Uh, you're very intelligent. That's one. Um, not necessarily in the grand scheme of everything, but in your domain, you're very intelligent. You're very driven. Um, that goes with the physical realm and the academic realm. And you're very trustworthy. You're a very good friend that I can always... Uh, trust. Oh, good. Um, awesome. So, like the other ones, we'll start with uh, three things you're grateful for today. Um, a bloody good job. Yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah. grateful for that. Um, quite enjoy my little family in Warrensville. <laughs> yeah, wife, pets. Um, and I guess I could say uh, rain for the farmers. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Yeah, got to be grateful for that. Everyone needs grass to grow, so. Yeah, Ben's just put some more grass here down. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for my eyesight. I don't need glasses. I was thinking about that last night. Um, I'm grateful for alcohol. Some days, some days I'm not, but today I am. And I'm grateful for the space that Lashara's let me use, the R Studio. It's a fucking beautiful place. Um, so how do I know the guests? So like I said, I um, I work with you. Uh, we started at the same time, maybe a month apart, yep. um, and yeah, since then we've done a couple of races, a couple of venture races, a couple of running races, trail race recently, um, that's about it really. Eh? So um, everyone has a beginning, what was your upbringing like? Um, bloody good, I um, really enjoyed my upbringing, I was uh, born in Wales, um, moved over to New Zealand when I was two and a half. Um, and then lived in Taranaki ever since. Um, got yeah, two awesome parents, mum and dad. Um, hardworking farmers, um, and a bloody good brother too. So <laughs> <laughs> that's handy to have. Eh? <laughs> yeah, although he did beat me up when I was growing up. But <laughs> yeah, at what age <laughs> Mate, did that stop? Um, it still hasn't. Not <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> nah, nah, I still can't beat him. I think to this day we've uh, had. Many wrestles, but I uh, still haven't actually uh, made him tap out. So, <laughs> one You've day, get on to that man. One day, man. Oh, he's just too strong, eh? Like, oh, that's because like, you're on a sabbatical from the gym, still, eh? Yeah. So, ever since I met Cullum, he's uh, he moved up for the job, moved up to Moran's Hall, and we talked about the gym for many times. And uh, he <laughs> said he's on a sabbatical, and four years later, it's still sabbatical, still a sabbatical. Yeah, I think five years, isn't it? It's all good. After after five years, it just becomes retirement. I don't know. Yeah, so I suppose what's next for you is retirement, then, isn't it? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, still got a year. Right. Um. So this week, I've decided to change it up a little bit. Um. And I've asked Cullum for um some key turning points of his life. So if we do it in a chronological order, um, and we'll just yeah chronological go upwards, and we'll discuss why that's a key turning point and how it significant. Significant, wrong word, but how it designates the end and beginning yeah. of a new chapter. So, um, 
Yeah, what's what's your first key turning point in your life? Um, first one would have to be leaving boarding school um, and going to Opanaki High School. Um, so, yeah, started at Francis Douglas in Year 9, um, was there for six months, um, broke my leg, <laughs> um, and had auntie and uncle um, and cousins come over from Wales and wasn't really enjoying it that much. Um, was your boarding, brother at boarding school too? Nah, he was at Openeke High School. How come um, you went? I don't really know. I thought it's what I wanted to do. Um, so your parents let you have the opportunity to do that? Yeah. And you chose to? Yep, I Is chose it. a much it. larger school than Openeke? Yeah, way bigger. Um, all boys. Um, don't actually know the numbers. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty decent size school compared to co-ed Openeke of yeah. 300 and... Fifty odd people. Um, so first first year, yeah. So school. first six months, um, wasn't really enjoying it. Broke my leg. That was like a big turning point. Got sick of <laughs> climbing up and down stairs with oh, crutches. Yeah. Um, and yeah, wasn't getting to see my like um, family that came over from Wales much at all because I was only home on weekends. Um, and so that was a big, um, I guess, reason why I wanted to come back as well. Um, and I guess it's not so much a turning point, but Open Open Accus shaped me into the person I am today. Like without it, I wouldn't be. I guess as sporty and academic at mm. the same time. Like I think I'd be a real big nerd if I stayed up front. Yeah. So what gave you the opportunity to flourish like that? Um, was it teachers? Was it, was yeah, it just teachers the opportunities? Um, so why was it different like, to boarding school? Well, I just think like you're going up against like in a larger school you're going up against a lot more um higher level people and so you sort of choose one path whereas open i felt like i had the opportunity for both Mm -hmm. paths um and probably the crowd you get yourself involved with um it was i got back in with a lot of my primary school mates a lot of them stayed at Open Aki, which is another reason why I don't really understand why. Why you left? Yeah, um, and yeah, getting into the rugby team, first fifteen. Um, did they so have a second fifteen? Yeah, they did. Yeah, <laughs> and my, and my, I think I was in the second fifteen for a little bit, um, but yeah, it didn't last very long. They had under fifteens. I don't know how many teams they have now. Actually, um, mm-hmm. rugby sort of fizzling out. But that was also where you started doing um, adventure racing yes, stuff, yep. oh. so the Hillary Challenge? Yeah, yep, the Hillary exactly? Challenge, yeah, so, well, never actually made the cut for the Hillary Challenge team, yep. um, but did all the training with them, um, and so that involves, it's a five-day um, event, first two days are team-building um, scenarios, I guess, so just testing your brain. So um, what, team of four? Mixed? And team of eight mixed. Team of eight mixed. Yep. All high school students, eh? Yeah, so year, mainly year 13 and year 12. Um, yep. and if you don't have enough... National competition? Yep, national competition. Uh, still going ahead now. Um, and, yeah, so you, first two days scenarios. Next two days are row gain, which is hiking over a mountain, getting checkpoints, um, navigating just on a topo map, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, getting checkpoints for two days. You've got to camp overnight somewhere. Um, you determine. I think you have to set up camp by 
sometime at night, I think it's like 6 o'clock or something, but there's a set time you have to be close to a water source but far enough away from a track. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and so you determine how fast you want to go, how many checkpoints you want to go. Each checkpoint's worth different amount of points. Um, you don't actually know if you're on the checkpoint when you get there. You just press the beeper on your, I think it's like a GPS unit, or, and so you think you're there, and if you're not, doesn't so you don't matter. have to find a flag or anything? No, nah, there's no Just flags location. Like, like Rogan and Orange Ring, nah, yep. no flags. Um, and then the last day consists of a multi-sport race, so biking, kayaking, running. So how do you make the cut? Is that is Does each school have a team or do you need to make like qualifiers? No, nah, you've got to go through qualifiers. I'm not 100% sure what they are. I think there's some races um, around the country when we were there, um, if you finish... Um, at some level in the Hillary Challenge, you make automatic qualifier for right. the next year. Yep. So I don't think we ever had to qualify while we're there. Um, and then, yeah, so, you, yeah, you got to do those to make the cut. Um, and if, you, yeah, so I think it's top. Actually, I'd just be pulling a number out of my ass, so I wouldn't know what, the <laughs> <laughs> what, what people go through. Um, but I think we're not qualified anymore. Um, there's our old coach back is back at the high school now um, trying to get them back into it and yeah. there's a four bunch of mullet boys running around oh <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah the ones that yeah, you yeah. on the Rangatiki race so yeah. Callum has got me into it as well uh, adventure racing so I've done two with you yep um, and only two um, both 12 hours too so good yeah. show and um, the last one we did yeah there's these young bunch of lads all mullets <laughs> like the bloody sheep eh? <laughs> running around and yeah, they're from Opanaki which is Pretty standard. Yeah, it's, you're, you're it's quite funny that well. way. Like you're what uh, three hours away from home. Um, you run into some boys and you're like, "Oh, nice mullets, man! Like whereabouts are you guys from? Oh, Upanaki High School. Oh, <laughs> that's true." <laughs> uh, so, but so, yeah, and like I guess yeah, Hillary Challenge is the pinnacle. But throughout that, we do a whole heap of adventure races. Yeah. Um, so there's the Arc that's closed down now, uh, which is a twelve hour one. There's a Go for Twelve, which is just purely high school, mm-hmm. um, and you just see some wicked countryside. A eh? and mm. I never knew about it when I was at high school. Yeah, there's so many people that didn't mm. know. Like you talk to them, like, oh, I wish I knew this when I was at high school and stuff. Yeah, um, and yeah, so now it's quite cool being back into it. I took a break over uni, um, and then yeah, recently started getting back into it and stuff. And yeah, we can touch on that later on. Yep. So high school. Changing high school was a key turning point? Yep, 100%. What was the next one after that? Um, Travelling it would have been. Um, so end of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I did plan on going to the Air Force, um, studying aeronautical engineering. What um, the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, working on planes, like <laughs> high-tech shit. I don't, I don't actually know, it just sounded cool. Um and then, but I wasn't sure, so I was like, "Ah, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. I'll um, save up some money and go travelling." Yeah, yeah. So relief milk for six months after high school, just making money. Um, and then, as soon as the, all the cows dried off, went overseas, went travelling. Um, so quite lucky to have family still over in Wales. So stayed as a hub. Yeah, like good, good starting. Yeah, point. so stayed with grandparents. Um, and auntie and uncle and cousins over there, so um, stayed in Wales for about a month, um, sort of just did travelling around Wales, 
went to quite a few parties with my cousins and stuff. Went into Wales Town, which was pretty good fun. Um, different. Um, everyone loves Kiwis over there. So different open Yeah, <laughs> not much yeah, there. Our, our two pubs. Um, but yeah, so that was good. And then went around Scotland, Ireland. Um, was this all by yourself? Nah. So I went over with um, Natalie, um, and so we went over together. Um, and she yeah, stayed with us and travelled around with me around Scotland and Ireland and Wales and stuff. And then after that, she went down to um, London and I went off and did a top deck tour around Europe. So that was an 18 day bus trip. Was that just a family um, friend? or Yeah, partner? so grew up with her. No, no. Yep. Grew up with her um, family friend. Um, I think her dad had recently passed away um, okay. and was sort of stuck. Not much to do, um, so Mum offered said, "Oh, if you're keen, Callum's going overseas," and mm. so she came with me. And that's nice. I guess, yeah, it's good opportunity for her, something different. So, how um, many years ago was this top deck tour? Twenty fourteen. So, what's that now? Oh, eight, eight years. <laughs> eight years. Yeah. Uh, it's quite funny though. Like you look back on it, and like what well, I was um, just uh, almost turning nineteen. Um, 19 as soon as I got home but um yeah and like if I went traveling again now I <laughs> I think I would have done a lot more partying and probably worse stuff but do more partying yeah like well I just think I would have experienced uh, experimented way more like I don't what, what do you mean by that ah it's just very um you're very green you're very yeah naive. like and um I guess goody two shoes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep, yep, yep. like a little bit scared to try stuff. So, um, yeah, you, you don't really know your limits at that age, do you? Nah, like I still had a bloody wicked time. Um, met some pretty cool people. Um, and how many weeks like, was that? Sorry, uh, eighteen days. So, eighteen days. Yeah, just, about just three. under. Yeah, just under three weeks. Are um, you still friends with any of those people now? Um, not really. Nah, like um, still friends with them on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I think if I was to go. Travelling to Australia or something, I would um, like definitely be able to hit them up and yeah. have somewhere to stay. It's remarkable to uh, the kind of people you like, meet. Yeah, um, there's um, three um, South African boys, and yeah. oh, they we got on heap like real well. Eh? Were they? Did they come over together? Yeah, I think they yeah. did. They, um, I think two of them knew each other, and one didn't. But, okay. Um, yeah, and so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, they're real awesome characters and. I think there's all the time the memories pop up, like you see us eating some ice cream or gelatos in Italy yeah. and some pizzas. and Bit of a throwback, eh? One yeah. of the girls just did a big, I don't know, a real kind of thing. It was like two, three minutes long of us, yeah. our trip, um, which was, what, 25 days. And, oh, man, just phenomenal to see it. Like, a lot yeah. of it was partying, vomiting, dancing, <laughs> like... It was wicked. It though, brings like, back some wicked yeah, memories. Some though, flashbacks. Like, yeah, like even seeing like your photos while you were over there, yeah. and just like bringing back the memories. Um, I think Top Dig was really good for that. Like yep. you got to get like a brief taste of all the countries without, and then so now when I go back over there, I'm like, okay, I want to see more mm. of this. Um, yeah, I'm in the same I boat for sure. I don't think I'd be going on a party bus again. I think Mate I did I <laughs> yeah. did Come on man Yeah I got a wife now man <laughs> yeah. um, so, so why was that A key turning point in your life Because um, it made me realise I didn't want to Go work at the Air Force um, what, what else was there though that Other than the realisation That Air Force is Very minuscule in New Zealand 
just the experience. Like, I don't know. Open like, is tiny, eh? Yeah, yeah. We've got. I don't actually know the population. Very small. Two pubs, two four squares. Yeah, it's a, so it's actually going to the big wide world. Not, not necessarily just the big city. You went to yeah. multiple cities all over yeah. the place. Realised that there's so much more out there. Yeah, and realised I didn't want to work in an airport for the rest of my life. So yeah, fair game. Like, because I never even going to the air force and never planned on staying that in the long. air force for the rest of my life. Yeah, but it also meant my I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was going to be set up for much. To be honest, of the I think I was probably looking at yeah, like the navy or air force or army coming out of high school just purely because they have a good like careers stand. Whenever yeah. you have careers days around the place, they always have a decent stand. They always have like clear pathways for you to see. Yeah, uh, which I think that was kind of why I wanted to do it as well. But I think on a similar boat, like yeah, okay, free education, but then you have to give the service, yeah. and it kind of just. It didn't really tick the box. And I thought, um, like, yeah, if I was went to uni and if I still wanted to go to the Air Force after uni, I could. Yeah, for sure. And I think they still do the return of service and they can pay off your uni. Um, oh, true. Yeah, if you go there. And I think it's, you have to apply to be an officer. and think, Yeah, I think it's four years that yeah. you have to be there and they yeah, just wipe your debt. But, um, yeah, it wasn't for me. Um and like, it's not so much like what I saw there. I, I guess it's just what you experienced. Like, yeah, just yeah. Very well, it's like I've described as well. Is that it's one of the lads coined it to me? Is that it's like popcorn? Once you pop, you're not yeah, going back to yeah, corn. Yeah, I've heard you say. So that. you're like a little boy over in the Nike, and you go and overseas, poof, and you come back. You're not that little boy anymore. You've seen yeah. so much. You've experienced so much. You know that there's a lot more other. Opportunities, a lot of other doorways. Yeah. It's not just and clear cut what you've seen. Yeah, so much more than working in an airport. Yeah, but, yeah, for so. sure. So that was your second one. What yeah. else did you come up with? Um, university. Yeah, university. So just the experience you had at uni. Um, yeah, so you went from, so if we go back to the start, so right. going from, uh, Boarding school to co-ed school. Yep. In a farming rural industry uh, area. Yep. Rural region. Yeah, yeah. region. Yep. Uh, so that was a key turning point. And then you go through high school, straight out of high school. Another key turning point is traveling instead of going yep. to Air Force. Uh, so that started off that chapter. And you come home and the next chapter begins with going to uni. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, uni. So went to Palmy, studied mechatronics engineering. For four years, um, Palmy's a interesting city. Um, <laughs> very great for partying. Had an awesome time partying down there. Um, don't think I would want to live there. Um, yeah. So pretty- why do you think that's a turning point? Because me myself, looking at university, it it's not that huge. I yeah. felt like it was just the pathway I went through. It wasn't like a turning point. Why? Um, why is that for you? Like. Again, living in a different city, yeah. Um, you meet new people, you experience new adventures. Did you go um, halls? Yep. So halls first year. Yep. Um, Egmont City Court. Um, oh no, not Egmont City Court. Egmont Court City Court was a real big party one. Um, <laughs> so we're right beside that. Um, had like a quite a few of us that were like not straight out of high school, so one year out. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
yeah, it was a pretty interesting haul. I actually met, um, yeah, one of my best mates um, there. He wasn't in my haul, but um, for some reason we always ended up sleeping uh, in each other's room um, quite often. So <laughs> what are we? What? <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. Um, in the same like, bed or what? Yeah, occasionally we'd spoon. Like what the fuck? Uh, Which who's this? Mitch? Uh, Finn. No, Finn. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, like, I, um, it was first, his first day, um, we had a, like a tech and sock, which is the engineering society and technology and food tech and stuff, um, and we had a day where we were heading out to the river, go swimming and play some games and stuff, and I seen him standing there just, um, not talking to anyone, so I went and introduced myself, and, um, then we sat together on the bus ride over there, and we just got on like a house on fire, eh, and ever since, and... Yeah, like, I don't know. Okay, like, yeah, you're talking to him. <laughs> yeah, going, and then you sleep with him. Oh, uh, like, um, was it because he lost his key or like what do you nah, mean? Nah, it was O week, and his his hall was like way up on the hill. Okay, it like, so it's so, a long way away. Yeah, so he had to walk all the way up, and he's like, ah, oh, just crash on your your bed. Okay. So sweet as. Sometimes he'd sleep on the floor. The beds were kind of too small though, so most of the time I was probably on the floor, but. Might have been cold, you know. Might have yeah, warmed yeah. each other up. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um, it's a long way away. It's a bit but, of a hike. But yeah, shit. There's some stories from that first um, two weeks of a week with him. Eh? Um, it's give us a good like, one. Oh, me and him are both like really into just climbing shit. Like, yeah. When we're yeah, drunk. Like, yeah. Um, you're into a lot of things when you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll touch on that later, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Then so there's. Uh, Sinead's hall, so my wife Sinead, her room was um, over top of like a veranda, I guess, or like a rooftop, and um, she said, it's like, oh, don't look up there, you'll climb it when you're drunk, yeah. and I was like, no, no, I won't, but she kind of implanted the uh, yeah, idea of my the head, seed, yeah. <laughs> and um, so yeah, one night we were in town, came back, um, it was a pool party night, so I think we were dressed in like towels or... Lava lovers. Yep. Um, Board shorts. Yeah. And so we climbed up uh, the trellis onto the roof, and it was like through a, the trellis had like a rose bush climbing up it. So I don't know why we kept trying to climb up, but we had like boards <laughs> oh in our back, God. arms getting cut up, and then we're walking on this roof, and it was a tin roof, and Sinead opens the door, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> My RA is just like, her, her RA was yeah. right next right door, door yeah. like, and so she was yelling at us, and her Room, her door window, sorry, her window opened. I don't know, bugger all, maybe enough to get my arm through it. <laughs> so he's it back down. And so we couldn't. And I was like, I'm not fucking climbing through that rose bush. So I just jumped off. And oh my god! I think I put a hairline fracture in my heel, but <laughs> and then we ran back to city court, and they we found some food in the freezer, and so we fried that up in the oven and. <laughs> Working experience. Uh, thorns getting plucked out of my back. And, so uh, is that when you also um, went into rugby there, into the rugby club? Um, yeah, so university rugby team. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, played for the uni team there. Um, was in the Colts first year, which is bloody wicked rugby. I love yep. Colts. Um, it was real fun. Um, I remember the trial game. I, I actually before the trial game, I went out to town and decided to do something stupid and. Punched a bus shelter because, as you do, Finn, Finn, yeah, back the story of Finn says, Oh, I reckon I could smash that. 
And he's like, oh. And I was like, boom, punched her without even thinking about it. I don't know why. Um, and, yeah, hurt my hand. And I was like, oh, that's sore. And then carried on and down for a bit. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going home. Um, and then just strapped the two fingers up. And then I was like, oh, like, I can't go to the doctors. I've got a rugby trial tomorrow. So, well, it might have been two days. Yeah, definitely wouldn't have got drunk before the trial. Um, yeah, and then so had the rugby trial on Saturday, just strapped them up, played the rugby trial. Um, the One of the dudes kicked it and I chased it, um, playing on the wing. And the other wing had caught it just as, like, at the perfect time for me to just fucking own him. Yeah. And so I just hit him square in the ribs and it was right in front of all the coaches and stuff. And, yeah. like, I think my brother was standing there and it was like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was bloody good trial um and then i got pulled off and took the strapping tape off my fingers and then went back on and i was like oh yeah i'll be all right holy shit it was sore man like just not having the other finger yeah, to support yeah. so yeah when i say broke my hand it was like my pinky yeah just just up higher than the knuckle um and yeah so they are sore and then like didn't really think too much of it went out to town that night all the coaches were shaking my hand like, oh, bloody good game. Like, And I was like, fuck yeah. And then woke up the next day and I was like, oh, shit, my hand feels mean. Like they must have put it back into place. Oh, what, um, the shaking? Yeah, just yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then went to class lectures on Monday and like couldn't write because like, yeah. I couldn't put pressure on my hand. And I was like, oh, shit. And then so Tuesday I went to the doctors and there's a nice clean snap in there. So, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so I was in a cast for a bit. Did you have initiation at all? <laughs> yeah, we did. I've done all three initiations for oh, the uni oh, team. So A's, B's Colts. and Colts. Yeah, A's, B's yeah. and Colts. Um, what was the worst one? Probably the Colts. Um, that sort of, Why is that? I um, thought the seniority, seniors would be... Nah, like... More brutal. With, oh, with Colts, there's a whole trip. Like, So you start out up at the fields. Um, you have a circle. You've got to take a mouth guard. Yep. Um, I think you get some tips to not take your playing mouth guard oh, yeah, um, yeah. and so what they do is they tip some tequila in there at the start and so you're pretty much running with this mouth guard sucking it in all the time and if yeah. you speak out of turn um, yeah you get more um, yeah tequila poured in um, I think we started in our sky blues so sky blues are um, jockey undies Y-frame um, and you got to get them two sizes too big um, not sure where the tradition started, oh but, but it's just a whole bunch of young white lads, pasty lads, um, yeah, running around in these sky blue undies. Um, <laughs> and then, so for the start, you've got to um, run to the um, dining hall, and so in Palmy, all the halls eat at one place. Yep. Um, and yeah, so they do it at five o'clock, which is rush hour time, um, and you got to pull your sky blues off. And run through the hall for all the lines, um, run through the dining hall, um, and then run into, and then you can put them on once you get out the other side, and then yeah, go to another circle, and then there's just events through the whole night. You run into town, you got to do boat races, um, you got to pick up three objects on your way to another flat and come up with a story. Uh, <laughs> oh um, and then yeah, and then you each flat has different challenges. Um, I think there's a bird bath involved in one of them. Um, eat cat food on crackers, uh, dog biscuits, um, just all sorts of random crap. Yeah, like. it's pretty just brutal, eh? It yeah. just gets disgusting. And then, like, the B's and A's, they're just uh, 
challenge. Um, and so the bees one is a challenge of eating wheat bix and wasabi, mm-hmm. um, cat food crackers, um, and we're talking like shitty, yucky jelly meat. <laughs> like, and you take it, oh, I think it might have been sandwich. I or don't, maybe, think, maybe I don't the, think I experienced any of that. I've... Maybe it was the A's. Um, but one of them was a sandwich, and oh, it was the worst because you like bite into like what you think is like nice. You get the taste of the bread, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's all good. And then the cat food hits you, and oh fuck, disgusting. I think my um, first year was probably the worst, like in cults. Yeah. Um, but then after that, because I was senior and I was one of the people who would plan it, so I was the one that would oh, get all the cat okay, food, yeah, the so fucking <laughs> onions, the raw eggs, the yeah, wasabi. eating an onion. Holy shit, we um. That's disgusting. We had to had a whole onion each to eat, and um, oh, I was kind. Like, I think I did quarters. Uh, I gave yeah. the boys quarters. Yeah, and um, I couldn't taste for bloody week or something. Yeah, like <laughs> you COVID, uh, mate. Like, uh, yeah, pretty early for COVID. But yeah, man, my tongue went white. Like it was gross. <laughs> like just burnt. Eh? Um, do you miss playing rugby? Um, yes. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I played that charity game. Yeah, um, yeah, not so long year. ago. Yeah, with um, DRNZ uh, versus the Parliament team, so that was bloody good fun. I um, think I just missed the camaraderie of it. Yeah, you do make some. Yeah, and like Saturdays with the boys, always good. Um, but yeah, being back on the field was pretty fun. Um, definitely um, made it hard to say no to playing sevens and no to doing it again next year. Yeah. But I think protecting my head's definitely the more important thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, don't really want to. Don't really want to be a vegetable. That's um, always what I've said, especially yeah. with our job. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, what's the next one after uni? Um, moving to Morrantville. No shit. Um, yeah, so that was a big one. Um, didn't really want to come here. Um, so, so at this stage, your partner Sinead, she was already up here. Yeah, so she finished uni a year before me. Yep. Um, and she got a goat farming job. Um, out of Tahuna. So for that year, you're doing long distance? Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty tough. I think it was good knowing that, like, there was an end in sight, like, yeah. that it was only for a year, and then we were going to be together. Like, I think if you have, like, long distance not knowing when the end is... Yeah, or not get, knowing what's next, Yeah, it can, get, it can get quite tough. Um, and... How many years were you together prior to that? Because um, <laughs> it is a commitment, Just my knowledge. Um... So what we were together in twenty fifteen, must no twenty fifteen no sorry so twenty fifteen the year not, you come back from not, not overseas 20, not twenty fifteen no we were together way longer than that um, oh you're gonna get slapped around the ears for that boy yeah twenty when was our ten year last year so twenty eleven fuck high school yeah high school sweetheart right? yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you two will break my theory that everyone needs the first true love. What do you mean by that? Well, I've always thought that, I, I'd say everybody, but it's obviously not everybody, right? Yep. Because some people are awesome at choosing couples, but <laughs> also awesome at growing together. Uh, but I believe that everyone needs a first true love to understand what they want, what they don't want, um, and also... Because normally when you meet someone, you're quite young, adolescent, yep. and then you break up, and then that's when you start like doing a bit of self-loving again, Yeah, and it's during a... And work out what you want. Yeah, and who you really are, because yep. 
a lot of people coming out of high school, you're still young, you still don't know what you're doing, you still don't know yeah. where you're going. Um, and I've always thought, yeah, like your first true love is always someone who realigns you in a yeah. way, you know. Um, but people like yourself, like if you can work through it and kind of flow in the same direction, it yeah. works. I guess a lot of people don't know what they're doing, you know. Yeah, we're pretty lucky, like that we have grown together, but we've also like given each other the opportunity to do what we want on that. Like yeah. way, like we haven't forced each other into. So her something. going up to Tahuna that year before you finished was an opportunity that you let yeah. her take, and yeah, like I wasn't with her. Yep, um, and it's probably one of the best, best um, decisions that, like, well, not decisions, one of the best opportunities that we've been given now living in Morantel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Then I moved up here reluctantly. Um, and so I just looked for jobs in Morrinsville, um, or in around Morrinsville, mm-hmm. um, and found the one I'm at now, um, and thought it was just going to be a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll um, work in it for like six months and then go overseas and go work in the UK, because, um, yeah, I'm lucky that I got a British passport, yeah. and so could have worked and not had to worry about visas and stuff, um, but found that we both really enjoyed our jobs. I bloody love it at RML um, and so didn't want to leave and we also well joined a awesome rugby club um, with Morris Hall Sports um, just a nice country good family um, environment eh? like community yeah mm. um, and like we're both not city people at all um, and so being on the farm on the goat farm um, was good in that sense like you still got the country um, feel um, didn't like driving into Hamilton too much. Um, Four but, years later, you still do it. <laughs> yeah, um, but I wouldn't want to live in Hamilton um, and drive to work. So, like, it's a toss up between yeah, the two. For sure. But then, <laughs> um, like, if you take the opportunity to say listen to podcasts, listen to books, listen to news talks, it'd be like, yeah, you can actually like, use that time wisely. Yeah, I've. Um, you can use it as a like, de-stressor yeah. as well. You know, just blast some music. Yeah. Wind up, wind up, wind yeah. down from work, sort of thing. Um, also, got a bloody cool, cool crew at the uh, Morrinsville Naroa Young Farmers. Yep. Um, so, what bunch of fifty-five farmers or people interested in the agriculture industry that get out and do heaps of shit. So that is um, the Morrinsville region, or does it include Matamata Tiaroha? Um, nah. So know. there's it does include Tiaroha, Tahuna. Um, I guess you could say it's the Piako region. Okay. Um, so Matamata's got Paieti Young Farmers. Um, but yeah, all of the other ones have sort of left, and so I was left with Nardua Young Farmers. Um, but we recently went through a name change to Morrinsville Nardua, um, just because Morrinsville is our hub. It's the main, yeah. And it's um, made a lot easier for people to... Oh, which one do you want? Ah, uh, do you pick, mate? I'm happy. Right there. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so went through the name change, made it easier for people to know who we are, where we yeah. are, um, and yeah, like had comments from like companies that like would be more keen to get on board with sponsorship and stuff, um, yeah. knowing that you're in Morrinsville. People know where Morrinsville is if you yeah, say sure. where Nardor is. It's kind of yeah, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's just a, it's a, I 
I didn't even know where it was. Is it more of a at. region? It's not even a region. It's just a little community hall. Um, oh. So back in the day, there used to be shitloads of young farmers crews here, like Te Aroa, Tahuna, um, yeah, Naroa. Um, don't know if there's a Morantua one or not. but um, And then Naroa was sort of the, the main one, one left standing. Um, and so that's where it sort of got... Well, people didn't quite like the idea of changing from Naroa to Morinsville Young Farmers, which was the proposal. Um, which makes sense because you do lose a bit of that history. But at the same time, no one in the club now really knows. Yeah, so um, explain to us a bit more about Young Farmers. So like you say, it's people in the agriculture industry, but yep. Young Farmers, so what is Young um, Farmers? So 16 to 31, I think. 31? It's yeah, a weird so number. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think it's once you turn thirty-one, you. Oh, once yeah, you're yeah, out. So, so you can do it in your thirtieth year, for instance. Yeah. And then, so to go through a name change, is there like ex senior members, whatever that have to agree yeah, to? Yeah. So or? what we did is we had a um special a board special meeting, um, and just bought a whole heap of the young, past members, yep. and um, I don't know if. The past members actually had a vote on it as such. I think it was only current members yeah, okay. got to vote on the name. Um, but yeah, so we got others in to have an impact and um, have a speak and sort of give their view on why mm. they think it's a bad idea or a good idea or why it shouldn't happen. Um, and so I think it worked. Um, the recently left members um, were not keen on the name change at all like it's a bit stubborn I suppose they thought yeah they thought that I was taking away their family and like didn't really agree with it so much but kind of understand a little bit um, but at the end of the day it is a name and we wanted to do it change it to Morrisville so that it could make it so much bigger yeah um, so give us a sales pitch on um, the young the farmers. farmers yeah I suppose not necessarily just your own group but why uh, farmer, young farmer should join a, a, a um, collective like so. It's a massive thing for like farming is such an isolating yep. job. You work on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really have colleagues you work with that often. Like quite often, you're just by yourself, especially contract milkers. Um, gives you an opportunity to get off the farm, meet some like-minded people, um, and also people from different views of the same industry like um because we are we're not all farmers we're all passionate about the agriculture yep, industry and yep. we want to see it thrive um and it just gives you opportunity to meet some wicked people um, so what are the, some of the activities that you guys get up to um uh, mountain biking hiking and um, there's a lot of us that do adventure racing together now um actually raced with two of them um and, and my wife um at the 12 hour last weekend mm-hmm. in Maricopa. Um, we cover silage stacks, um, go chuck some tyres on a cover, um, just a bit of fun, meet up at the pub, have some drinks, um, catch up, yarn about the week. So doing your silage stacks isn't really a bit of fun. It but is. You, you, you do it to socialise, but you also do it to get paid yeah, to have get money. an end of year. And to get, yeah, and so we do end of year trips. Um, we've actually got a Christmas event coming up that's... Um, sort of like a surprise for the club. Um, so we're doing something all together 
So if this is a surprise, did you just break the surprise? Or nah, what everyone, doing? everyone, what we're doing is a oh, surprise. Right, yeah. So we can't surprise and say, yeah. right everyone, let's go. Yeah, um, so what are you doing? Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I almost said it, um, but I don't know who's going to listen to this and... I think it'll be out before we go because we're going on the twelfth of December. I think, oh, yeah. just Monday night. So, yeah. um, but you guys also do a bit of challenges, don't you? Into farming. Oh groups. yeah, so there's the grand final national, um, and so it's a big debates and stuff. Yeah, debates. The FMG Young Farmer of the Year. So they do a whole heap of challenges. They go yep, yep. drive diggers and make dams out of random shit. Um, Got to do like you got to have a knowledge of the whole agriculture industry. Yeah. Like they have like a quiz part of it, um, and yeah, we're actually organising the um, regional final for next year, which is in March. Um, and so that Friday is the um, thirty people compete, and they got to do modules. So mm-hmm. I think there's fifteen different modules, um, which involve like talking to like a fert, and they give you like a quiz question about how much fur you need to put on your paddock or how many bags yeah, like yeah, there's little yeah. maths in there just um, there's like wood chopping ones driving quads driving tractors um, just having a whole range of different skills yeah, it's a huge variety of things to do aren't yeah it? like well the agriculture industry is huge like, yeah <laughs> so much shit to do now so one of my one of my questions I suppose or a talking point is um, how do you make new friends right yeah so clubs and groups um, it's very difficult, say, for me, leaving the rugby. I don't have yeah. that camaraderie, like I say. So, like, how do I meet people now? So, what do you? Uh, I don't know how to word the question really, but the power of groups and stuff, like, it's huge, eh? Like, yeah, like it's, it's not really a question. It's a discussing point. Like, why? Like, everybody should really join a group unless you're happy being lonely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you get to try different opportunities for stuff. You get to and learn, meet different people. Yeah, meet different people and their different paths of life. Like, so how else do you meet friends? Yeah, it's very tough, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, without the rugby club or um, young farmers, young farmers, I'd have nothing. Okay, like, yeah. Um, but that's the other thing about young farmers is, um, like you say, you're young. You got your kind of average age bracket. Yeah. So it's more like minded. Like when I come to yoga here, you got ranging up to you know grandparents. Yeah, they're not going to be my friend on the weekend getting on the yeah, biz, like yeah. you know. Yeah, it is. It does help. That, well, yeah, within the sixteen that, to yeah thirty, so fairly similar age and quite adventurous as well. Yeah, like, not everybody has kids, so people can actually go out and you know have to worry about babysitters, for instance. Yep. Yep. So yeah, clubs are a huge part of. I guess keeps me happy. Do you think? Um, so I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day talking about work. And so because of COVID, like a lot of social gatherings have stopped, a lot of people working from home now, um, that work has now become a place, has kind of replaced groups in a way. Yeah, you were talking about this the other day. Eh? Do you think that, like I I like the way that we're going, say our company in terms yeah. of giving health and wellness kind of yeah. stuff uh, to help out. But do you think that is the role of a workplace? No, but, no, but you should be happy in your workplace. And I think building the relate, like the outside of work relationships yeah. with your work colleagues is it builds key. a better team. Yeah, is key to 
having a good team, but yeah. I don't think it should be your only place that you get. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's like um, you go home, you go to rugby, you nag about everybody there. Yeah, but because you don't do that anymore, you nag about people within work, which just creates drama, yeah. gossip, or a lot of negative yeah. stuff. But I was just thinking, it's quite. Oh, I don't know if work's the right word, but like. Yeah, I don't think it is the right place. Like, people are putting a lot of expectations on the workforce workforce to provide these things when it's not actually their job, but it is a competitive market, and yeah, you're kind of silly not that's, to. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one, eh? Because there's potentially a lot of money for a company to give up yeah. to provide, yeah, shit, you, you know, know like counselling or wellness dollars like we've got. Yeah. Even the social, like even looking at social, social club, club like, yeah, like we put a bit of money in, but sure, I think the company puts a lot more than we do. Mexican so. night, eh? yeah. <laughs> bloody Sarah with oh. bloody margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, love it, eh? So moving to Morrinsville, key turning point. What's that? Four, what, four. What was the next and one? And then, so this one was kind of it's not really chronological anymore. Um, but I would have to say my wife, Sinead, mm-hmm. she's. Not so much a turning point, but she's made me who I am. But a key or, part of yeah, a life. key part of who I am. Like, um, I mean, she's into adventure racing, much like myself. Yep. Um, she's the reason I'm in bloody Morrinsville. Um, like, just yeah, all of it, and she's the reason you're married. <laughs> yeah, married. You she's know. the reason I've got a bloody house and <laughs> yeah. gotta do this DIY. <laughs> For um, all the right reasons, they should Yeah, hundred um, percent. Reason I get to buy all these tools that I don't use. Um, what is it like having a companion for a majority of your life? That's cool. It's um, like you having with, having a best friend and yeah, like, someone you can do anything and everything with. Really. Yeah, and we've got so many like similar hobbies, like. Well, Interest, yeah, like, and like um, adventure is a pot. huge part. Like we're talking about it um, with someone at work, like and saying that we're going on hikes and we're going to do adventure. And like, man, that's cool. Like I never got to do with that with my partner. Yeah, because like, um, sometimes the people like I know opposites attract, but sometimes yeah, there are some huge opposites. Like that guy that did the adventure with us, so we had a call. Oh him, yeah, and he does. Nigel, yeah, no mates. Yeah, so he wanted to do all this adventure racing, hiking and stuff. While his wife is someone who. Seems like it was all glitz and glam and didn't yeah. want to get dirty, you know. So opposites still attract, but at the same time, if you if you're wanting your best friend, a, a companion, like yeah, hundred percent, you've nailed like, it. Like yeah, you've got to have, and you've got to be willing to learn the other other person's yeah. interest, like in your partner. Two way um, street, right? Yeah, you, like managed to get Sinead to come on and watch my rugby game. She it's not that great of a fan, but she, she comes out for live games and yeah, um, she's got me on a horse. Still bloody terrified of horses. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is about the way, but they just scare me. But she's um, yeah, got me to ride those. Um, I fell off one time when we were on like a date down the beach, and <laughs> she um, put me on the fat bloody pony, and they all galloped off, and my one got a bit tired. <laughs> started trotting, so I just started like trotting and fell off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just experiencing stuff yeah, together. Like minded people. Do go quite well, don't they? Yeah, and um, she's not very good to talk about my work with, though. <laughs> nah, she 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 tries to listen, but she's like, I have no idea what you're fucking saying. <laughs> so, I, I think that's a good thing sometimes. Yeah, probably. 
Sometimes it's good to just lay it off and for someone to just go, yep, okay, yeah, okay. It's same with her work, though. She sees some uh, lingo words with, like, um, I think it was a bat latch was one of them recently, which is just a timing gate. So it opens yeah. at a certain time and the cows come out. Um, she called it a bat latch, and I was like, what the fuck's that? <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, yeah, yeah, so I live with a workmate now as well, and, like, we agreed at the start is to not talk about work. <laughs> How's that go? Yeah, like every now and then you have a blowout, eh? Yeah. It, it's, it is pretty good, and it's nice for someone to understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it, it does have its negatives as well, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, like I guess... Venting pure. venting is very good for your well-being. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it to anybody. But do you reckon if you vent with someone that's going through almost a similar venting that you can probably almost vent too much, like... Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I mean. So yeah. me and Ben we could potentially go a bit too far. Yeah. While, say, if someone doesn't know what I'm talking about, you kind of just get what you want off your chest. Yeah. And once you release it, it's gone. The same like yeah. if you're having struggles with something, sometimes it's just easy to tell somebody and the weight is lifted. You feel so much better. Yeah. So uh, you don't necessarily need to understand. You just need to be able to listen. Yeah. I think that's a critical part of any relationship, really. Yeah, yeah and if you bottle up, Shit, then it just gets worse. Yeah, and so. eventually it cracks. And yeah. when it cracks, fucking yeah. it spills everywhere, doesn't it? And um, even like venting, like if you don't vent to the right people, or if you don't vent at all, then you start almost lashing out on the people closest to you. Like, yeah, yeah, I would agree with like, that. Yeah, like you've start had a shit snapping. day, yep. and like they do something, and you like take it out on them, but it's because you've had a shit day, like yeah. they've done bloody bugger all. Like. Yeah, but say if you come home and just vent straight away, you're like, yeah. well, negative, 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 10, 15 minutes later, you're like, sweet, that's good. Let's yeah. move on with our evening. Yeah. Settled, you know, yeah. otherwise you're holding it, and you're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. do the dishes, fuck, who yeah. did this, who did that, you know, like, yeah, did you clean the dog, blah, 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 like, yeah, I never thought about it that way. Must be nice, mate. Yeah, having a companion. Yeah, that it is bloody good. Um, I mean, she's the reason I've got the two dogs and cat that we've got at home. So yeah, um, how are you going to travel with those? I uh, don't know, man. Don't know. Nah. So Pippa, she's she's I'm, pretty old. She's got to be sixteen now. I've been saying that she's almost sixteen. I'm sure Sinead for like two years been saying she's fifteen, but she's surely sixteen. That's now. your dog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's getting pretty old. Um, doesn't have too much life left um, So yeah It'd be determining on how she's feeling When we're travelling um, yeah. That she's around um, And then the little young ticker Ayla um, Little toy poodle I think you call her She's tiny anyway um, I guess you'd go back to Sinead's mum's um, yeah. um, Who we got her off originally And then the cat We were debating this And we're trying to work it out Because um, Don't really want to put her at her mum's because it's in town and yeah. it's not really a town cat so then maybe to my parents but then my parents have got two cats so we don't really know how that would go down yeah <laughs> so fair enough it's a, it's a tough scenario but um, who I knows need a toilet break mate uh, all good yeah mate and we're back I was just saying it's the first time I've um, drunk on a podcast so I got pussy pants <laughs> you know I got pussy pants at work eh? it's so bad but at the same time it's so good because then I have that break from the screen. Yeah. Um, was that the last turning point you had written down? Uh, yeah, it is, yep. Yeah, so I was, I was thinking about going into work. So 
like I said, Callum and I work together. We're both designers. Um, great segue. I use a lot of my time in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. It's not on my phone, Dan. It's, it's I need a piss. I <laughs> drink a lot of water. Screen. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we sit down. We do have a stand-up desk, but we're, we're in front of a screen all day, every day. Uh, it's pretty taxing, eh? Which, which is why I say, like, actually getting up off your seat, going to the toilet is a good break. Um, I... I feel like I'm the worst at it, but that's okay. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I feel like like you go down there and you're like, do you reckon they see me take a piss last time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, the guys that work downstairs, oh, like, they see me all the time. Yeah, oh, I think it was Angus one day. He's like, because he's new or new since I've been back, and he was like, um, you sure you don't have a problem, bro? Like, you should get checked out. I just drink heaps of water. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, not as bad as old uh, Andrew DeGroote on the bus. Oh yeah! <laughs> so we did a trail run what two weeks ago, and I had to get a bus ride from the car parks to the start. And old Degrute eh, yeah. really needed a person. <laughs> I was just like, "How could you not hold on?" So he ended up going out of the front of the bus and asking to pull over. So what are, it would have been like what half an hour bus ride, and we went and took a piss just before we got on the bus. So. Was it half an hour? Yeah. I don't think it was that long. Oh, I don't know, but. But yeah, like, terrible Just stuff. literally taking a bus before we got on the bus. Uh, uh, he's known for it though. He had a good giggle. Um, I'm surprised he had the balls to ask the bus to stop, to be honest. Yeah. I thought he said, I have the bladder of a wet seal or something, but I can't actually remember what his saying was. But anyway, I don't know how often a wet seal pisses, but... Yeah, but the bus had a good... Yeah, that's why I was yeah. very confused. I'd never heard that saying. Um, so it's a prime so, opportunity to explain what I do for a living. Mm. How do you describe <laughs> what we do? It's a hard one. Eh? It's so hard, man. Like you can say, okay, uh, we design automated machines. So yeah. we go, what the fuck? Yeah, build robots. That's all right. We I don't can. build robots. We buy robots. Yeah, but we utilize robots. Yeah, we build robots into a machine. Um, it's oh, it's impossible. Like talking to um, Dan recently, our manager, and. Performance review, and he's like, oh, sometimes it's easier just to say uh, flip burgers at Burger King. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay. oh, I don't want to sound dumb, though. Rather than go down the fucking rigmarole of trying to explain it. Um, so, my way of explaining it, because I had to do it a lot overseas, was I say, you have sales which sell a, a concept, and then it comes to us designers, we design it. So, what they sell is a customer will come to them and go, hey, look, we've got five people putting these bags in boxes. So, for instance, I'd talk about cereal. So, oh, yep. so you've got five people, I don't know if it's five, but five people putting bags in boxes. Demand is going up. Population is going up. They cannot make the quota anymore. They cannot afford more staff. So what they're going to do is they're going to come to us and go, hey, can you put these bags in boxes? So the seller concept, we design it. So bag will come in on a conveyor, so we design a conveyor. We have flat pack boxes, so we'll design something that holds the boxes, something that plucks the boxes, something that grabs the bag, puts it in the box, Something that glues the box and then something that puts the box into a bigger box, which is also erected by another robot. And then another robot's going to pick up that big box and put it on a pallet. So a forklift can come along, pick it up, take it away. And everyone's like, wow, wow. And then you also have those, I don't know how to describe (laughs) them, I don't want to call them that bad, but the people's like, oh, so you're taking away people's jobs. Yeah, that's a classic one. That's why I like to say is like, they're not reaching demand. So say, for instance, five people can't reach reach demand, it takes two people to operate that machine, then those extra three people go to another part of the yeah. the company where they can increase that 
demand through hands-on work. But that's a big one that well, we're just coming out with now with all the marketing and stuff and like part of our tagline is maximising human potential. Yes. It, it's, yes. I think that's a really like key point. Because like, who wants to be putting like, a bag in a box? Yeah, and like, even, if you, like, even if you want to, like humans are so much more powerful than yeah. that. Like you look at the shit we've done in this like world, like we have a brain power a lot more than putting a bag in a box. <laughs> like I think there's a saying somewhere that if everything went to like if every invention was to disappear, there's no one person in the world that could make a pencil from scratch. Oh yeah. Because there's so much you gotta have the wood, the yeah. lead, the metal, the eraser. You gotta machine them, form them, forge them, yeah. whatever. Sharpen them. Yeah. That's what I think I was talking this like I was a while ago now, but we're talking about whether people are smarter now or back in the day. Like it's like we uh, are smarter now because we have access to yes access yes. to the information, but we definitely don't but have our, the ability. Our thought to, processes are very similar. Like yeah. the Stoics way back in the day is the same shit we still think about today. Yeah. Um, I haven't really dug deep into it, but one of the lads I met overseas, he's showed me a book, um, Marcus Aurelius, some something like that, and he's telling me about. It. I want to get into it, but it sounds sounds pretty long winded. Yeah, so basically we've got sales, seller concept, designers, design it up. Then we have yeah. procurement, ordering, bringing goods in, machinists, so your lays, your mills, your welders. And then when all this stuff is in, we've got assembly, so they put it together. We've got sparkies, wire it up. Yep. Uh, then we've got automation engineers who make it move. Yep. Uh, and then we commission it, send it out, and uh, project in, project out. With all our hundreds of machines out, we've got a service team. And that's what we do. I yeah. fucking love it, eh? Yeah, it's, so, oh, it's a bloody good job. Um, it's a hobby. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, solving problems, eh? Like, yeah, it should feel useful. Yeah. And it's not, you're not refining a machine. Um, you're always doing something different, which is kind of what I love. But just oh, coming to work and, like, trying to figure out how to put a conveyor together, like, it sounds yeah. so easy, but then yeah. the customer wants X, Y, and Z, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you look at it, you know. They always throw curveballs, they, like, um, we're trying to build standardised machines at the moment, but there's, like, I've worked on case packers um, for the last, oh, well over a year, or quite a few last of my last projects have been case packers, and not one of them has been the same. They're no. similar, but. Everyone's had bloody changes, so... I think the hardest thing with our machines, though, is that we accommodate a variety of sizes, so different SKUs. Yeah. So if we ever make a machine that fitted one size box, piece of piss, two flap sealer, like, mm. easy. Yep. But when they want, say, for instance, Hubbard's, like, fucking 12, 20, oh, 20 different sizes... Oh, there's a of bloody boxes You need that. adjustment points for everything, which just makes yep. our job a lot more complicated. But yep. at the end of the day, that's what we're there for. And then you've got to predict, like, the possible future boxes that... They never that, exist. Yeah, yeah, but that could be in there and they get sold and so you got this plus or minus twenty yeah. percent size range that you gotta to try to design to kills us. Yeah. Kills our sales if you listen to this. <laughs> um uh, so another thing, so this is both our first real jobs. Yep. Um we both agree that it's a phenomenal job, a good job. Um do you think it's it'll be hard for you to potentially move on because you think this is good, but at the same time we don't know what yep. Yep. This definition of good is <laughs> Yeah like Because yeah, so obviously it's not shit If like, you know what shit is You know you can always get better Yeah Because we've got good How do we Yeah that's what I was Like I was saying to someone a while ago You almost 
regret getting such a good job as your first job like yeah. because you haven't like been able to experience a shit job to know that this is like fucking top end yeah um, but then you also don't want to take that risk to yeah. like experience a shit job like. so that's one of my issues at the moment is my fear of losing what I've got so if I yeah. move move city move country it's the fear of losing um, a job I love you know like Imagine, oh, catching drips, you know, that's <laughs> fucking shit. Like, there's no way in how I'm going to go back to that. Yeah. But there's, oh, there are some wankers out there in the world that are in management that will just take, yeah, well, take well, you for granted. Well, bloody of. lucky with Dan, eh? Like, it's fucking awesome. Oh, you can't get much so. better, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, my thing that I wanted to touch on about work. We've got young farmers, the power of clubs, groups. You play a bit of tennis as well, that's in there. Oh, yeah. Yep, tennis. Play a good um, sport, old racket sports. Squash, work up big sweat. Fuck you, me and yeah, Carl play badminton. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, they are fun um, racket sports. Not uh, not normally a team sport. Um, or squash barely ever is. Tennis is, obviously, you play doubles sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you dabbled on adventure racing and stuff, so... Um, you're a mad man. So you did the Walker 100. <laughs> yeah. Which I believe is actually the Fucker 100. Oh, yeah, because WHA is Fucker. And it's Fucker Weta Weta Forest. So. Okay, yeah. So yeah. we've been saying it wrong the whole time. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. We so, mentioned it, talking about it recently. So. Yeah. yeah, so the Fucker 100. So you end up doing a 107-kilometer mountain bike race, which took you how long? Uh, nine hours 50. <laughs> nine hours 50 mountain biking, uh, one weekend. Next weekend, you head off. Yeah. Third weekend, thirty-five kilometer trail run. Yeah. Fourth weekend, twelve-hour adventure race. Mm. So, been an eventful uh, last month, eh? Yeah. Um, what What made you like have this drive, this this passion? What was my descriptive word? Stupid. Driven. <laughs> driven. Like, like how? Like, it's fucking insane, um, man. The fucker one hundred came from um, Ross. Um, we had talked about it. Um, and then he says, he signed up. He's like, right, I've signed up. You're going to do it now. And didn't even think twice, really. Eh? I was like, yep, yep cool. I mean, sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty good achievement to do. Um, I was like, oh, yeah. I think it was back in August, maybe even July that he signed up. Um, it was when I was gone, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, you must have been gone. And I was like, oh, yeah, i got heaps of time to train. And uh, what happened? Go for some big rides. <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm not very good at um, organisation, and I think I went for three training rides with the longest one being, well, three decent training rides with the longest one being like 44k. So. Is that when I jumped in, coming back? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I think our one was like 40k's maybe. Right. And then the one with it's Ross was so like 44. Yeah. 44, 45 kilometres, stepping <laughs> up to 100. What was the um, mindset stepping into that? Were you very nervous? Yeah, I like because you have deadlines, eh? Yeah, so there's time pressure where I think the average speed is like nine point six or something that you've got to go, um, and so they got cut cutoffs throughout the course. There's a cutoff at like ninety eight point eight, which is one that I was the most scared about. Scared so of, I was yeah. like, if I get knocked out at ninety eight point eight, I'd be like, "Fuck you! I'm finishing this fucking race." <laughs> like, <laughs> there ain't no way you're gonna tell me to get off this bike. Um, and yeah, so that's something that I wasn't really used to. Um, adventure racing, there's no time pressure. You've just got to be back in 
yeah. a certain amount of hours. Six and hours, so you can hours. sacrifice points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with this, like, and so, like, yeah, I was, yeah, so nervous that I wasn't going to finish it. And, like, mama didn't raise no bitch, is <laughs> what, <laughs> <laughs> what I kept telling myself. Um, so, yeah. So I, the mental strength for that must have been through the roof. Yeah. Um, you must be out uh, of that, like, nothing can stop you now. Yeah, I did. And that's why I was like, the. I think I signed up for the trail run after I'd done the fuck 100. Because um, Sinead was already doing the 21Ks. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, ah, why not? I might as well. And then... I signed I up because like, I thought you were into it already. Yeah, I think I might have... Oh, I don't bloody know. Oh, but, um, yeah, and I think Travis at work, he's convinced me to do the long one. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go for the 21. And then, like, nah, do the 36, and he didn't even fucking show up. So <laughs> Yeah, you just do a marathon the weekend before, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a PB. It was, yeah, no, nah, it was fair. He did do a mean run the weekend before. But... um. Yeah, like. So my my way of doing it is like once you achieve something hard, you chuck that away, you know, and then you push that boundary, yeah, further and then further away, and then um, you you touch on that boundary again, so then you reset it, it goes further away. Yeah. So after then the walk on hundred, do you think anything can stop you? Nah, I just keep going. Just keep going. Eh? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, it's the mental strength, the mental fortitude of endurance sport. Yeah, there's a real good um quote from. Um, our coach um, from high school for event racing and it's diminished by comparison so shit looks smaller by comparing it to something you've already done oh yeah like yeah um, so yeah like okay that's a big hill but I've climbed bigger or yeah like or that's a big bike ride but I've done a big bike ride like it's only a little bit yeah. more like so just make stuff smaller by stuff yeah, you've sure, already done. Sure. So that's exactly what you're talking about. And then, so two weeks after that, you did a char run, which is where <laughs> I jumped in as well. Yeah, that was bloody hard. That was um, fucking awesome, eh? Oh, it's cool though, man. Way Would better be. than road running. Yeah. I might sign up for that. Uh, to Twitter. Oh, yeah, going to do the it. Ultra, maybe. Yeah. How, I don't many, know. how long? Uh, nah, maybe it's a 50k. Yeah. I don't know, I but, but I've got sore shins at the moment. Yeah, I the thought about that. After you mentioned it, and I was like, fuck, I don't know if I could... I just need that extrinsic that goal. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, money, yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. If I, for me, I need that extrinsic goal to actually push me. Yep. Like, I, I can happily go to the gym, which I haven't been to begin with, because yep. I've been doing other things. But gym, yoga, mountain biking with friends, like, that's pretty easy. But to push myself out to go for a long run, yeah, push myself to do regular cycling... I can't do that by myself. It's just yeah. you need I, yeah you need something in the end day like a yeah. goal to. So for yep. you, um, mountain bike, trail run, twelve hour adventure race. You've done all those three. What's next for you? Um, twenty four hour race. Yeah, but that's uh, next year though, isn't it? Yeah. Nah, I'm having a break for now. Um, DIY in the house is DIY. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be my summer break. Um, a lot of it, um, especially over the Christmas break. Um, plan is to rip out the bathroom, get a plumber in, and. Yeah, so any plumbers out there, hit me up if you want to cash you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have any plumber friends. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, there's nothing on the um, horizon at the moment um, other okay. than further in the future. We'll quickly move to this next one then. So I've done this as well. Um, it's a, a thing that Britt sent me this week. Is, um write a list of things that make you happy and then write a list of things that you do every day, which is kind of, I, I deem every day as kind of like what you do during the week. Because every day is not the same. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, you can't do some things on a Monday that you can do on a Saturday. Um, and then compare the two lists. So I actually found this pretty difficult. How about yourself? Yeah, it was pretty hard. Um, <laughs> I don't write the only consistent thing I do every day is probably get out of bed. <laughs> like, I like. Does I that like, make you happy? No, no. Yeah. But like oh, when you when you brought it, yeah, yeah, when you brought it down to the week, then it made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I found it hard, but I think you're very similar to me. Is that you kind of you live a happy life, which in my eyes means you're doing what makes you happy. Yeah. So. And because the opposite of happiness is boredom, mm. and like you're like me, you're always busy. Yep. So, this may not be as impactful as some other people. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to hear if anyone else does this and makes any realizations. So, what are the things that make you happy? Um, first one I put down was um, outdoors and adventures. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty clear from what we've yep, talked yep, about. Yep. Um, my wife, Sinead, um, and all of our little bloody pets. Yeah. Um, family, um, huge part of, yeah, making me happy. They make me smile, they're bloody good bastards. Um, friends, um, I love <laughs> just going out and enjoying time with friends. Yep. Um, young farmers, huge part. Um, and then the other one I put was woodworking and building shit. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah, doing shit like fun stuff with my hands. Even um, like I was thinking about it when I wrote that down. I used to do cross stitch. Did you? Yeah, you can like, have that book from this in the staff yeah, room. Yeah, one of those. So one <laughs> but, of the old fellas from downstairs was cleaning yeah. out his garage one day and found some old cross stitch books and brought them into work. Yeah. And but yeah, I used to do it, down. and um, I think I don't know if we've got any at home at the moment. But I sent some over um, from overseas because my auntie. Um, Joe, she's real hard out into it, and she's given me all the um, yeah. cotton and stuff for it. And I sent one back to Sinead, and um, so your hands-on they, stuff. Yeah, I love it. Um, Is that Sinead, the way you learnt as well? Were you much better hands-on than yeah, studying yeah, the books? Um, probably what made me get into engineering, I guess, is I just love taking shit apart. Yeah, um, love taking it, working out <laughs> how how it worked, and I. Tried to put it back together. It yeah. didn't always work too well. It's the but. curiosity of how things work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely hands-on stuff. So. so what do you do every day, week to week? Um, so definitely get outside and do something. Um, yeah. Like, especially on the weekends, I notice if I don't do something, like outside or, yeah, go for a run or just go for a hike or anything, I feel shit coming back yeah. on the Monday. Um, call my parents pretty much every week. Um, I'd say have a yarn to them. They're obviously down in Taranaki. I'm up here in yep, yep. Morrisville, so I don't get to see them that often. Um, so you do actually call them quite often. Yep, yeah. I'm a, another thing on the way home to Morrisville. Um, yeah. Do you call your brother as well? Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. So have yarns to Troy. Um, not as often as mum and dad. Um, but yeah, call him for a yarn. Um, and yeah, it's always good having a chat to him and um, catch up with mates. Um, so that your, that's your group, so yeah. So young farmers, yeah. Always make like Monday. We quite often go to the pub. Um, at the moment, we're covering stacks and doing heaps of other shit. Or go, we go out for hikes together. So that's two and one, getting outside and yeah, catching sure. up with mates. Um, yeah, definitely a social butterfly. Um, love. You don't have to be. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, that's my every week. So the things you do make you happy is there anything 
there was nothing on that list that makes you happy that you don't do. Um, like what you said, there's nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. No. So I kind of like paired these up. So what makes me happy? Physical activities. And then, so do I do it? What I do? Yeah, I do yoga, running, gymming, mountain biking, hiking, golfing, walking the dog. So I do that. Having a laugh. Um, I don't actually ever do for this, but potentially, yeah, working. We do have a good laugh. Yeah, fuck. I've kind of coined myself the mascot. I seem to always get ripped shit into, and <laughs> I fucking love it. So having a laugh, yeah, for sure. I suppose I do that, but I don't know if I actively seek it. Yeah. It just kind of comes to. Um, oh, Brian it, had a good laugh today at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's silent with the headphones in, and someone's listening to a nice podcast, and <laughs> bursts into <laughs> laughter, <laughs> looks around, bloody new intern, uh, Yeah, fuck. Uh, He's like, oh, sorry, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, brother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, quality time with friends and family. So um, one of my reason, uh, ways to do this, I have weekly dinner with my parents. Um, quite often I'll have at least one game of golf with the lads or something alike. Um, but also this podcast, so trying to do this at least once a week is a quality time with a friend, uh, learning a lot more. Um, exploring and adventuring, that makes me happy, but I can't say I really do that day to day. I do it the odd weekend, go for a hike, yep. you know, but I don't really have anyone saying, oh, like, let's go to the beach this weekend, you know, like, yep. it is a bit different when you've got a dog as well, you're kind of tied down a little bit, but. Yeah. How has Benny for going for hikes and stuff? Yeah, he's all good, but it depends on where you go, like, yeah, you some areas you can't, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not too sure if he's up for it anymore, since I've been back, he's been pretty lazy, to be honest. Uh, yeah. But hey, it's, like, dogs go. We'll take okay. him up with uh, up Tiaraha with our little Ayla. <laughs> yeah, but Tiaraha's massive. I took him yeah. up there that one time. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so he has. Well, you done. didn't have water. Yeah, that's let's not go there. <laughs> um, yeah, bad. Whenever you go for a hike, people take supplies. If it's going to be a long day, take some water. Yeah, especially especially if you don't know how long the hike's going to be. Yep. Take water. Take a jacket. Take a nibble if you can. Um, another one is. Going to bed knowing that I've spent my time wisely. Like, I can actually comfortably go to bed knowing that I've achieved oh, what. Yeah. So that makes me happy, you know, like you're yep. satisfied. So having a productive day, even yep. on like a weekend, knowing that I've made a checklist and I've ticked off some of them, and not necessarily all of them, uh, but going to bed knowing that I've had a productive day when I've lounged around doing nothing, I, I feel like shit. Yep. So having a productive day. Um, and the other one that makes me happy that I wrote down is Eating food that I know isn't good for me, <laughs> which mate, I do that daily, don't I? With a yeah. bakery list and yeah. stuff like that. Old chippy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Monday, Friday, <laughs> Friday, Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is dangerous that bakery sheet, eh? Yeah, so. no, it's pretty good. I rate it. Um, yeah. so there's that. Um, are you the same then? So nothing on your list that you don't do. Well, adventuring at the moment, I suppose. Oh, yeah. yep. And. Having a lot, like, uh, I do. Yeah, I guess you, like you say, you don't seek it. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. But those are the things, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, somebody might be, like, working overtime, don't have time to do things that make them happy. Yeah. So that's the other thing with working at where we are is, because it is mentally draining, Mm. we use our noggin all the time. Like, I catch up with the boys, and they've had, like, a 10-hour, 12-hour shift on the tools, and say, how the fuck do you do that? 
Yeah, I, you I get couldn't. To but then you realise that there's one hour driving here, half an hour driving there, there's another yeah. hour driving there. They have big breaks, break up between the work, but also it's real hands-on and time flies when you're doing hands-on. Yeah. When you're sitting in front of a computer. That's, yeah, mentally draining, eh, just oh, tires yeah. you out so much. So like, if I'm working a nine-hour shift, like a nine-hour day, like I'm drained by the time I get home. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to socialise. Like working for my brother, um, he's a mechanical engineer down in Taranaki, and like working from for him, we could do ten hour days fine. Like yeah, your hands it's on easy. Yeah. You'd work through like all the way till lunchtime. Like you wouldn't have a smoker. Yeah. Um, and just because it's easy to do, and then you just have a longer lunch break and yeah. get back into it. That's the other thing is like sitting at a desk. It's pretty bad for your physical well being as well. Mm. So you have to have those external things. Like both of us, we do it. We do a lot, but yeah. for those, you just gotta make time. Eh? Yeah, you gotta set aside time. You gotta make it productive. I can't remember the exact number, but I think there's like eighty six thousand four hundred fifty seconds in a day. Uh, that may not be close, <laughs> but it could be close. I'm not gonna figure that out. I'm not now. even gonna try to do the best. Nah. So imagine if you got all those seconds every day, yeah. as if it was money, and every new day. It was renewed. So if that was money, cash money, you'd want to spend all as much yeah, of that money yeah. as possible. Yeah. So if you think about it, as valuable as that, every day you want to make the most of your day. Yeah. You don't want to go home and just sit on your phone, watch Netflix. Like It's not actually that productive. Um, it is relaxation, but you don't need to do that yeah. for two hours, three yeah, hours. Sometimes, it, sometimes it's good to do and like you need those times. But, yeah, you need to um, listen to your body for sure. I guess um depends who you are, but yeah, for me, like... Doing it for too much is just, you feel shit. Yeah, I just feel like some people just uh, easily make excuses yeah. for not having enough time, but yet, if you actually wrote down what you do every day, you realise you'd waste a lot of time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, like, if, yeah, if you said, like, uh, yeah, I sat and watched this episode while I ate dinner, but it meant your dinner went two hours longer because you skipped yeah. the next one. Like. I think that's why I like anime, because then I can sit down and watch that with dinner, and that's only 20 minutes long, as yeah. opposed to, like, 50-minute episode. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll, we'll dabble into our final questions. You ready? Mm. I've got a good one for you. All right, so we've finally got a lad. <laughs> got a lad, lad, lad. <laughs> Favourite porn it's category. Definitely not going to be uh, on your uh, topic of, but I'd say uh, tool porn. Tool. 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 Yeah, like T-O-O-L. Like, you know, you're looking through, like, a Mitre 10 magazine and <laughs> you get across the tool section. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking married man. <laughs> um, I might have to take this question off the bloody Yeah, list. I thought it was bloody good because, fuck, it's, it is pretty satisfying going through uh, the magazines and seeing <laughs> some of the fucking tools. Like, yeah, I need that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, good one. This has got enough power. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that could be taken in two ways, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just didn't want to go that way. Other tools you know? are good, but... Yep. <laughs> tools, toys, same thing. Uh, Whatever you're into, Colin. Um, if you were to live with only three foods, what would they be? Um, <laughs> first one, potatoes. I fucking love potatoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the exact same as your last guess. Yeah, Ellie, one. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, man, potatoes. You can do it every, anything with them. Chips. Mashed potatoes, potato salad. Um, second one would have to be cheese. Oh, yeah. What yeah. sort of cheese? Eat them. 
Oh, no, is it? Yeah. I, I love basic cheese, eh? Like, yep, yep. Tasty is just too cheesy for me. Um, not a big fan. I was going to say it's too expensive, but it doesn't matter yeah, in this and, and exercise. That, and that too. But, no, yeah, by eat them, it's nice. It's yep. basic enough for me and goes real well in mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, combo. And then the third one, I was thinking this one was quite hard to decipher on. But I think I'd go with um, bubbly mint chocolate. Oh, yes, a specific yeah. chocolate. Yeah, because, fuck, it's, oh, I just love it. Like the, yeah, like where it's Texture. all like aerated and like, yeah, it's good. Except you not get, probably don't get as much bang for your buck. Yeah, but probably. in this situation you're not paying for it yeah, really. so it's you just, can have as much as you want. Yeah. And i got a bloody sweet tooth, so um, um, i got to have something sweet in there. I've got a couple more, but I might drop them in at the end. Um, So we'll continue. Do you have a role model or mentor in your life? Or uh, Before I ask this, I'm asking this to each and every one of you because I feel like it's a critical part of personal development. Yeah. Um, and so for any listener, I, I do recommend that you do need someone you need to look up to or idolise. Yeah. Who is yours? This was a tough one, um, but I think I would definitely have to say my parents because, yeah. like, that's such awesome people, like, the, like, so happy all the bloody time, like, yeah. um, dad's chill, he has fun, like, at, what, 50, <laughs> 55, like, we get out, get out of the town, and have a bloody great time with him, um, and just, like, is so happy with life, something goes wrong, he's like, who cares, we'll get over it, yeah. we'll, um, yeah, and that's the way I think, I've sort of been brought up from them to like have the same attitude yeah. to life. Like, well, one massive one, um, I think might have been on one of your other podcasts that you did recently too, was um, everything happens for a reason. Yep. Mum used to say that to me so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to hate it. Like, yeah, something yeah, bad yeah. would happen. It's okay. Everything happens for a reason. And the longer you get in life, like, the longer you get on, like, you really notice it and it does bloody happen for a reason and like do you believe in omens um what do you mean by that like well it is like self explanatory omen yeah. like as in things that in a significant like yes or no like go this way you're going the right way you're going the um, wrong way the rain's I'd, hissing down I don't believe my path is written yeah um that's yeah I don't believe like but um like I think you, your decisions, well, I guess it's, of course it happens, Like, but the decisions you make end up doing something else. But, like, this tiny little shit, like you run into someone because you're five minutes or, like, 30 seconds yeah. late, like, and you have a huge catch-up with them. Yeah, like, yeah. And you're like, shit, like, and you look back at, like, if this little thing didn't happen, yep. like, you wouldn't have been here, like. That's crazy, man, yeah. like, and... So I guess Omen, not Omen, I don't know what you call yeah. it, but... Um, yeah, I was just in a book I was reading, yeah, talking about like, Um, So was your dad the one that started the Robbie Williams song? Oh, the old Angels. Angels? It <laughs> yeah, is Angels, though. Yeah. Was it him? Um, yeah, I think... I don't even think it was Angels, to be honest. Um, we talked about it um, a while back to try to work out what the... Um, what originated. What, where it originated, but I think it happened at a, um, one of his concerts and... 
Yeah, so they got. So what shit. is what is Angel? <laughs> so every time song Angels by Robbie Williams comes on, the Whitehead um, family gets their cut off. Gets their cut off. <laughs> that starts with shirts. Um, so just get your shirt off and have a bloody good time. Um, didn't he get yelled at at a concert? Oh yeah, we went to the Robbie Williams concert down in um, Dunners a while back, and <laughs> like it, it had nothing to do with getting our shirts off. But Dad got called out, like because. Robbie was getting someone up to sing on stage yep. and um, pointed at her and, like, someone put her hand up and he's like, no, no, not you, next to, like, the creepy old man. <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. like, that's my dad. <laughs> 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 and then it was funny as, and, like, he, like, asked, oh, so who is this? Is this your, your dad? I was like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is just some creepy old man. Yeah, that's in love with Robbie Williams. Um, but, yeah, game. it's a, it's kind of funny because... You hear it now, and it's like brings back memories. Yeah, and just but you hear angels, and it's just almost like your shirt shirt's off. already like pulling itself off. Like it gives you a death stare. Like don't do it. We're don't sit- do it. We're sitting in the pub recently, having like a young farmers committee meeting, and like it comes out on the jukebox. And I'm like, she gave me a huge death stare. But, oh, get um, the rig out. Um, what? Oh, I think I did mention this one to you, but you've listened to the other one. So what is your style of life, the way you choose to live it? Um, enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be enjoying what I do. Um, that stems from like every side of life, like work. Um, want to be in a job that I fucking love, and I am. Um, if I don't enjoy something, don't fucking do it. Like, um, obviously you're going to have rough days some days um, and you won't enjoy it, but in the whole part, enjoy it and get out and do shit for you. Like, um, like, yeah, so just, yeah, just enjoy what you fucking do. That's Um, a good one. I thought you were going to say pressure makes diamonds or something like that. Nah, that was going to be on the quote, but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great saying in, um, our family eh, is pressure makes diamonds and, uh, it really is true. Like I, I was writing my speech at bloody my um, wedding mm. speech at three a.m. in the morning of my wedding. <laughs> like, so I was sitting out tables at eleven o'clock the night before. So nice. Um, always put myself under heaps of pressure, and it's uh, working for me. So does the trick, eh? Yeah, it does. Yeah, put. Me I feel like we don't get much pressure, and it worked. To be honest, no, we don't have much With time pressure. Top of the chain, uh, which is. Nice. Otherwise, yeah. unlike those automation guys, eh? those yeah, poor bastards are under a lot of pressure. Um, so this one can be as deep or as vague as you want. What do you want? Um, probably to get my bathroom finished, <laughs> 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 so I don't get nagged by my wife anymore. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, nah, yeah, we'll take it. I haven't even fucking started, but um, it'd definitely be nice to. Have it finished, but the problem is, is I'm the one that's got to finish it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. If you had an eraser that you could erase anything from your past, would you use it? No, not Why not? Again, everything happens for a reason. Um, like, not even a small decision that you made. Nah, like, fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah. just embrace it. Like, yeah, I've made some stupid decisions, but like, I've also made some great ones. And what's to say if I didn't make that stupid decision? 
that I wouldn't have made that great one. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I think well, you look at um, there's a movie. I think it's like the Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah, yeah. Real old school movie. Um, and yeah, his wife dies, and he just keeps going back trying to change it, but she just keeps dying. Like, because he changes, oh. like, tries to change one small thing, and then the inevitable. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's actually Time Traveler's Wife. That might be a completely different movie, but. <laughs> Same um, one those ones. Is a goodie, new one. Uh, if you had no fear, what would you do? Oh, if I had no fear, what would I do? Damn! If I had no money problems, I'd learn how to skydive. I get my skydiver's license. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah. I'd love that. Um, that's the an answer. Th- yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love to have my skydiver's license. Yep. Fuck, that's pretty cool. I've only done it once, but fuck, it was epic. So. Yeah. And I'd love to be on one of those wingsuits, fucking flying around. Oh, that'd be <laughs> epic. Eh? You definitely need to change country for those. Uh, yeah. Because you um, do like a couple times down south, and you'll be done. Yeah, true. Um, what does the next chapter look like for you? Um. Kids, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's inevitable. Oh. Married house, um, yeah. Kids, I think is probably next on the list. How many years away do you reckon? Um, we we'll just let it happen. Yeah, just you practice when it happens. Always, always. That's <laughs> what I like to hear. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, leave us with a quote or words of wisdom for our listeners. Um, this one I did have a quote that I was going to say. Um, it's about the journey, it's not the destination, mm. but um, looked at that quote to find a more inspirational quote, and I found this one. Attaining happiness requires that we enjoy the journey on our way towards a destination we deem valuable. Happiness is not about making it to the peak of a mountain, nor is it about climbing aimlessly around the mountain. Happiness is the experience of climbing towards the peak. Yeah. Because like, have you ever, like, finished something and you just feel empty? Like yeah. you finish like, a race and you're like, huh, it's done. Yeah, but... Like you put so much blood, sweat, and tears into something. But also satisfied. How good is it getting to the end of a 12-hour race? I'm like, fuck yeah, I did it. Yeah, like, you, you pushed hard through those last And so that's hours. where, like, the article I was reading to find this quote was talking about that, was, like, sometimes the destination does matter. Mm. Like where you get to, um, and so it's not just about the journey, and like that's where this was really good is like it integrates both. So it's never just about the destination, and it's never just about the yeah. journey, but like getting to the destination whilst embracing the journey. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Um, that's about being present, being in the moment. Yeah, just smelling like, the roses. Yeah, watching the butterflies flap away, like yeah, your poem. Um, Fuck that's a goodie Yeah I quite enjoyed it And now I'm going to stick with it And I want to get a frame <laughs> no. You serious? No, I don't <laughs> know <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> I re- I've never really looked at quotes much Like um, yeah. A good one we had That like, I was also going to say But was One we had at you, um, Adventure racing And it was um, Pain is temporary Glory is forever Because yeah. Like it was one you it gets you for a fucking adventure race. It's like, relatable. <laughs> way. It's relatable like, when you're in that. You field. fucking hurt like, Fuck in it. some of those races, um, but 
you get to the end and you fucking glory. Like going back to the Hillary Challenge, um, that first year, um, trialing for it in year twelve, didn't make the cut, but was with the whole team and we fucking won the comp. Yeah, like, first and only time. Um, Opinakis, yeah. yeah, ever won it, and like you, I still felt part of the team. I felt like I won too. Um, yeah, which was pretty bloody cool. But I think yeah, you definitely can't like James Lowe. Yeah, one of his greatest games was a game that he wasn't ever even part of. Ah, uh, yeah, right. It's yeah. pretty wicked. Like if, when you're part of the everything, the build up, the, the training, yeah. you are a part of the team. And like a big part of that was there was three of us trialing for this team, so we pushed each other so fucking hard. Yeah, which. And so excels even terms, further. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, my one is every action we take is like a vote for the type of person we wish to become. Mm. So that's being <laughs> that's being productive, you know. Yeah, that's doing things. It's, it's if you want to be fit, you got to act like a fit person. If you want to lose weight, you got to act like a healthy person. Yeah, you know if if you. If you want to be healthy, but yet you binge eat chocolate, binge eat takeaways, you're voting for a fat person or a non-healthy person, I should say. So every action we take is like a vote for the type of person we wish to become. Yeah, that's (laughs) pretty deep, (laughs) but but so simple. Like, yeah, yeah, what you do, like you can like compare yourself to some fuck. Look at them, that fat ass, but. If you're not putting in the fucking work to be fit, like you're voting for that person that's not yeah, fit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So obviously um, there's like, you look at the elites and you're like, oh, I'm never going to be like that. But at least you you know you can get halfway if you were yeah. to do similar things. Yeah. But that comes back, I guess, to, like, I think we briefed on, briefly touched on it, was like doing stuff for you. Like, yeah. Because like, but that's, what, that's I mean, what you yeah. want to be, take the time to yeah, I can vote for yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking nice. Yeah, it wraps it up, mate. Oh, bloody good. Fucking phenomenal <laughs> stuff. Um, uh, yeah, cheers for that. I know it was a lot of pressure. Yeah, something about... Uh, Chucking a mic on. Yeah. Camera's ticking away over there, so... But it's been all right. Yeah, she'll be right. <laughs> cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers, lads. <laughs>